So today we're continuing to ask Jesus to give us a spiritual checkup. And, you know, if there's pain in our life and we know what needs to happen, then we're ready for that. Or even if we say we're fine, you know what? We all long for better spiritual health. We all long for inner strength from God's Spirit to be able to do the right thing. We all long for Christ to make his home in our heart. We all long for our roots to go down deep into God's love and to sustain us. Uh, next Sunday, we'll move into the spiritual checkup, into our in-rhythm, into community, and we'll try and help you discern whether you're living in community or whether you're actually living in isolation. Big difference, and community is uh, way better in terms of how God has created us. We'll talk about that next Sunday. Today, we're just kind of concluding our examining our up in worship and prayer rhythm by focusing on Scripture, the Bible. You may go, why talk about the Bible when you're talking about up and worship and prayer? Well, because the scriptures, the Bible, is the primary way God has chosen to reveal himself to us. And without the Bible, we don't know who we're worshiping or who we're praying to. With the Bible, we do. God reveals himself to us. Many people just don't even ask the question, to whom or what do we worship and pray? Basic question. Very important answer. Now, you might have noticed that in this series so far, I have not, I've used the word spiritual, but not spirituality. Uh, and that's by design. Now, you would think the word spirituality would be, oh, spiritual, then spirituality is how a person connects to the Spirit of God. You would think that's what it would mean. It used to, but in current culture, spirituality just means whatever I do to make myself feel good about myself or at peace. So there's phrases like, I'm a spiritual person, I get refreshed by being outdoors. I'm a spiritual person, I'm at peace when I meditate. Or I'm a spiritual person, I'm just not a religious person, which means I, I kind of make up what I want to believe and what I want to do. That's the current understanding of spirituality. It's very self-centered. It actually takes God out of the picture, which is kind of fascinating. Biblical spirituality, which we describe as worship and prayer, is God-centered. So I get refreshed by being outdoors. No, I get refreshed by being outdoors because I'm in awe of God's creation and his power and his ability. It's just amazing. Not I'm at peace when I meditate, but I'm at peace when I slow down, read a passage from the Bible, and ask God's spirit to help me know what it has to do with my life. It's God-centered. Or not I'm a spiritual person, I'm just not religious, I kind of figure out what I want to do and believe and say, no, I'm a spiritual person who understands that God reveals himself through the scriptures, the Bible, so I don't make up my own beliefs and I don't make up my own ethics. I just receive God's truth and follow it. Because worship and prayer is about worshiping and praying to a real, live, personal God who's created all things and then has chosen to reveal himself to us through scriptures, the Bible. What a great gift that God has given to us. So we do not create our own God. The true God reveals himself to us through the Bible. Now I'm going to way oversimplify things, but before the so-called enlightenment in the 17th and 18th centuries, there was little doubt that humans must seek and must find God. And this is worldwide. Culture, culture didn't matter. There must be God, we must find this God. Life was God-centered. The Enlightenment burst on the scene. All of a sudden, there's this interesting shift that went on, and people started thinking, well, actually, we don't need God or an idea about God to make sense about life. Our human reasoning, we're so smart, so wise, we can discover real truth, 
and we can fix all of humanity's problems on our own. We're wise. Hasn't worked out so well, actually. But the leftover of the Enlightenment is twofold. First, for many people, science has become God. Just ponder that for a little bit. Not that science is not helpful, don't get me wrong, but it has become a God. It can solve all the problems. So some say. And second, many people feel free to create their own God. I can figure out the God that I want to worship. So I'll pick this from the Bible, I'll pick this from Hinduism, maybe a little bit from Buddhism, some from New Age thought, some from some things I just like, put it on the bowl, mix it up, bake it up, and then I got a God that I really like. It's a God that fits me perfectly. And so some thoughts come to mind, perhaps like, well, the Bible says that Jesus comes at the end to judge, and my God, I, I don't think I want him to judge and condemn anything for anything, so I'm just going to take that part out. Or thoughts like the Bible says everyone has sinned and rebelled against God and needs to be forgiven, and we go, ah, I don't know, I think people are basically good, I don't think my God that I'm making up, he actually doesn't need to forgive anybody. Or... Some thoughts like, well, the Bible talks about human being made in the image of God, male and female, and human sexual intimacy is reserved for marriage between a man and a woman. Well, I don't know about that. It seems that's too limiting. I'm going to throw that out, but I like the part where the Bible says God's about love, so I'm going to keep that. Making our own God. Now, 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 is one of the key passages in the Bible where the Bible talks about itself. And it begins with these words, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. Wow. Inspired means God breathed, the breath of God's spirit. The Bible is the only book that is alive with the spirit of God. So the Bible did not originate with people's ideas about God, and they wrote them down. God's spirit revealed to human authors his truth. And they, using their own personalities and vocabulary, then they wrote. It's revelation. Uh, God reveals who he is through the Bible. God reveals what's true about all of humanity. God reveals what's true about you and I personally. And God reveals through Scripture the truth about how we can be in his family through his son Jesus. And all this is in Scriptures, the Bible. We never could have guessed it right. Never. In fact, this is one of the key ways you should realize God deeply cares for us. He could have stayed hidden, unknown. But he said, no, I'm going to reveal myself to the people I have created. Now, it's true that God reveals himself in ways other than the Bible. God can reveal his truth to people through dreams or visions. God can reveal his truth to people through conversations with other people or circumstances. But whenever God reveals his truth, it will always, 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 always agree with the written word of God, Scripture, the Bible. There won't be any contradictions going on. So just as a silly example, let's say next Sunday you show up for church, and I say, well, uh, you know, God revealed to me the real truth this past week, and I wrote it all down in a book uh, called The Book of Steve. And uh, I said, you know, the book of Steve is the only book that will really help you understand the true meaning of the Bible. In fact, parts of the Bible are wrong, so I corrected some things in the book of Steve, and it's available today for $19.99. If I said that, you should be thinking, time to get a new pastor, right? Things are gone haywire. God's Spirit inspired people who wrote the books of the Bible, when the last of those eyewitness the apostles who'd seen and listened to Jesus died, 
Nothing else gets added. So my messages are not inspired the way that the Bible is. Not even close. All I'm trying to do is explain and guide you to scriptures, which is God's truth. Now last week we talked about how Jesus said worship and prayer begins with this humility and a childlike trust. So we don't come to the Bible saying, well, I'm going to read, but I'm going to pick and choose what I like. We just humbly come to the Bible and say, okay, God, I want to know who you are. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. And we don't come to the Bible and say, well, I don't know if I can trust the Bible. You know, I don't know. No, we come with a childlike trust and say, God, you said you're going to reveal yourself through scriptures, the Bible to me, so I believe you. I'm just waiting. I trust. That simple humility and trust. You see, the Bible reveals God's truth, and when that happens, at the same time, the enemy's lies are exposed. Because if you don't know God's truth about life, the world, and what everything's about, then all you have left to live is lies. We just wander around. We try to figure out the purpose of life, the meaning of life. We either do exactly what our parents did because we don't know what else to do, or we go, I'm going to try something different. We try something different than our parents. The Bible reveals God's truth. God reveals himself. He reveals the truth about our struggle with sin. God reveals how we can be forgiven through Jesus. God reveals how his spirit can be at work in us to bring healing and hope and true purpose. And God reveals to us that this earthly life is not the end. At the end, Jesus returns for his followers. And as God's truth fills our mind, the lies are exposed. And Jesus was really clear about this. He said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Because lies keep us captive, truth sets us free. I made too many mistakes, I cannot be forgiven. That's a lie. The truth in Scripture is Jesus came, he sacrificed his life for our sin, so that we could be forgiven of all. I can never change, I'm just stuck, it's just the way I am. It's a lie. The truth in the Bible is that through Jesus Christ and faith in him, God's spirit goes to work in us and begins to make us new people. The point of my life is to do whatever I want to do to be as happy as I can. That's kind of our our main cultural lie. The truth in scripture is surrender life to Jesus, live every day for him. Whatever you're doing, it doesn't even matter. Just do it for him and you begin to experience a sense of purpose and a deep level of contentment. Or when I die, that's it. Death is the end. There's nothing else. There's actually no point to life. That's a lie. The truth is at the end, the Bible says Jesus returns. There's a final judgment, a final accounting. So what we do with life actually really does matter. And those of us who belong to Jesus through faith will then be welcomed with our new resurrection bodies into a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus came to set us free from the lies so we can enjoy God's truth. Now, here's a picture. I'll explain it in a minute. Great colors, huh? Uh, Everybody knows you've got red red blood cells in your body, right? Your circulatory system pumps them around, and uh, the red blood cells carry oxygen and nutrients to every single cell in your body, which is an amazing system to keep us alive. We also have white blood cells. And white blood cells are, are the defenders of our body. They attack viruses and bacteria and attempt to kill them and destroy them so they don't hurt us. So in the picture, the purple are very harmful bacteria. This is under an electron microscope. Very harmful bacteria. 
and they are attacking one of the white blood cells in our body, the biggest ones. It's called a, a, a macrophage. And the macrophage knows that bacteria does not belong in the body. So it does something interesting. It lets it in, and once the bacteria is inside, it releases an enzyme that kills the bacteria. Bacteria destroyed. So without white blood cells like that, bacteria just comes into our, our, our body, our blood system, it would just take over and give us poor health all the time. So the enemy's lies are like this bacteria that are trying to attack our spiritual health. You're unworthy, you're guilty, you'll never amount to anything, you can't be forgiven, you're stuck in a rut, God doesn't really want you, you'll never, your life has no purpose. These are all lies from the enemy of our soul. So without God's truth, Scripture in our lives, we're actually pretty helpless. And the lies just take over. But with God's truth as revealed by the Bible as a part of our mind, God's truth is like a macrophage. It surrounds the lies and it destroys them with the enzymes of God's truth. I realize some of you may be saying, well, wait a minute, I trust Jesus, but I don't, I don't really feel free. Or there's, there's some lies that just keep holding me back. I just kind of feel stuck. I understand. This knowing God's truth and having truth set you free is a journey. And sometimes it does feel like we're stuck. We may not even know why. There seems to be some kind of obstacle way in the way. So that's why we as a church started Freedom in Christ Ministries to help us as people learn to be free, get rid of the lies, and enjoy the freedom that truth, God's truth brings to us. So Pamela Carlson is directing that for us, and she's put together a video. She'll kind of explain some basics about Freedom in Christ Ministry. Then we have two people, one of you guys, uh, Denise and uh, Travis, who went through free, the steps to Freedom in Christ, and they'll just talk about their experience. So watch. I remember the moment when I suddenly realized that it was possible for believers in Jesus Christ to not be walking spiritually free through life. I was shocked that this could happen to God's kids. And then I realized that was my story. I was one of those people. Good morning, I'm Denise Regals, and I have the opportunity to go through the steps to freedom in Christ. I found that I was struggling with my identity, not knowing um, that I could do things, thinking I had an I can't attitude and mentality. I um, thought that maybe going through the steps to freedom in Christ might help that, and it did. It helped me to refresh my identity in God and to know more um, who I was in Him. Um, the scripture that I like to follow is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, follow him and he will make your path straight. And so I just encourage anyone, if you're feeling stuck spiritually or just not sure that you're walking on the path that Jesus has for you, find out more information about the steps to freedom in Christ. My early life was filled with the desires of the flesh and living apart from God. I longed for joy and was chasing it in all the wrong ways. Going through the steps was a process where I learned my true identity in Christ. I was able to start recognizing all the constant attacks of the enemy. And once I could identify the attacks, I could start taking my thoughts captive and start the process of being transformed by the renewing of my mind. And oh boy, did the joy of the Lord come. 
Here's a prayer for all who's wanting and willing to be free and have that joy of the Lord that he brings. It's the same prayer that Elisha used when the king's army was surrounding Elisha to capture him. Elijah's servant woke up early and saw the army, frantically asked Elijah what to do. Elisha responded, do not be afraid, for there are more on our side than theirs. Then Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and he saw the hillside around Elisha was filled with the Lord's army, horses and chariots of fire. I pray our eyes are open and we call upon the Lord for his incomparably great power. The Spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. Are these testimonies stirring something in your heart? Are they sounding familiar? Perhaps you know the believers have the right to operate in the freedom Christ won for us, but you have a great burden for those who don't know that they're not operating freely, or perhaps they don't even know how to operate freely. If you are experiencing that, or if you're one of those people who has a great burden for those who are experiencing that, we want to let you know this was not the way that God designed us to live. And we want to encourage you to text FREEDOM to our 777-7230 number so that we can continue the conversation about what it looks like to operate freely. We'd love to hear from you. That's one of the ways you may want to plug in and join Denise and Travis in finding uh, some more freedom uh, in the life that Christ gives you. Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So here's the change you can make today, maybe you already have. Download the YouVersion Bible app on your phone or tablet. And at the bottom, there's different icons. Just choose the one that says plan. Pick a Bible reading plan. You can either read it or listen to it read to you. And begin to have God's truth revealed to you that way right on your phone. It's with you wherever you go. Over 500 million people around the world use the YouVersion Bible app to listen or read the Bible. So make the change, download the app, pick a plan, and begin. Or it's not too late to slide into one of these Discovery Bible classes. And uh, this, it, this is great. You don't have to know anything about the Bible. Just all we need you to do is want to learn to read the Bible. And these classes are designed to actually help you do that. So you become comfortable with the Bible and gain God's truth from it. So, two things you can do to make the change happen. Daily spiritual checkup prayer this week centers around the Bible. Jesus, thank you for revealing yourself to me through the Bible. Thank you that as I read or listen to the Bible, you reveal your truth and expose the enemy's lies. Thank you that your truth is setting me free. Amen. Why don't you pray that with me right now? Jesus, thank you for revealing yourself to me through the Bible. Thank you that as I read or listen to the Bible, you reveal your truth and expose the enemy's lies. Thank you that your truth is setting me free. Amen. Pick up a bulletin on the way out. The prayer's right there. And just I put, I put it right on the left side of my laptop in the morning so I can start my day that way. And some scripture reading for the week, Monday through Friday. Simple question of what benefit and value is the Bible? Still not quite sure. I read those passages this week, ponder it, and it will get pretty clear how important Scripture is for you.